Welcome back to the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning Podcast, episode number 103. Where we'll cover the neuroscience of leadership, how to reset, recharge, and refuel your brain for your best year ever. As we're now well into the new year of 2021, With 2020 behind us as a distant but not yet forgotten memory, have you taken the time to close out the old year and welcome in the new? Whatever planning activity you do, I've added some tips to this episode that I've collected over the years of working directly with the top leaders in motivation and success that really do add new energy to fuel this new year with practical neuroscience tied to each strategy. The idea is to look at your year with your brain in mind and see if this new lens can create the best year ever for you. We all intuitively know that there's a mental energy boost that comes along with being ahead of the game. And for those who work in our classrooms, you know that this year, getting ahead with our students looks much different than prior years, with perhaps a phone call before the start of the year to welcome your new students, break the ice, or tie something personal into your lessons that helps you to quickly connect on a deeper level, setting the tone for your year. Getting ahead also translates into the workplace with significant advantages in sales, for instance. Knowing and planning where your sales will come from and having a solid pipeline sets the tone for the rest of the year. Much like the sports team who gets that first point early in the game, there's a competitive advantage to this that builds momentum. Many people will be starting new jobs or careers with the mergers and resets that occurred from 2020. And the strategies that I'm going to share with you will be relevant to those of us who are starting something new, looking to refuel for a new year, recharge our batteries in 2021, shift, pivot, and build momentum early on to set the rhythm for your best year ever. For those who work as entrepreneurs, this is the way we launch every year. For me, it's been since I left the corporate space in 2012. So this will be my ninth new year implementing these strategies. The first year on day one of working on my own, I remember calling my good friend Patty Knowles, who'd been in business for herself for many years, and saying, Patty, I am so scared. What if what I'm planning doesn't work out? I don't remember exactly what she said, but I remember where I was standing at the time and what she said made me feel better. I think she said something like, how will you know if you don't try? And she was right. And that's the same words of wisdom that I give other people, including one of my former sales managers who called me after they made this leap recently for any thoughts, ideas, or suggestions on how to be successful working from home for yourself. Whether in business for ourselves or working for someone else, it takes a certain mental mindset to be 100% in charge of our results, our day, our income, and our life. And I know it can be quite scary. For those of you facing this in 2021 with this new lens, here are some strategies that you can implement that will put you ahead of the game mentally, which I'm confident will change your results and set you up for your best year ever. Idea number one, create early wins to increase motivation, creativity, and overcome challenges. 
Michael D. Watkins, the co-founder of Genesis Advisors, a leadership development company and the author of The First 90 Days, Critical Success Strategies for New Leaders at All Levels, shares that the single most important principle to making a successful transition in times of change is to get early wins to build momentum fast. We talked about this in the introduction, how achieving early wins creates a new rhythm and momentum that changes your mindset to help you to focus on the success you're destined for with greater outcomes. But how exactly do we win early? Winning doesn't just happen. It's never by chance or luck. Here are some strategies that you can use to develop a winner's brain within yourself or your organization or your team so that you can have those predictable results that come with winning early. How to put this tip into action with the brain in mind? Uncover what motivates you. Get into flow state and create your winning brain. There's a fine line between setting and achieving goals, and research shows that motivation is what's behind those who are successful at achieving the goals they've set. How do we uncover what motivates us? By now, most of us have heard of Simon Sinek's work and the importance of starting with our why to inspire others to take action. If you haven't watched his TED Talk in a while, it's a good one to revisit. I read a more recent example of uncovering your own motivation with the newly appointed head coach of the New York Jets, Robert Salah, who's taking over the team coming off one of the worst seasons in franchise history. Salah explains his powerful story that launched his coaching career when he traded his cubicle for his coaching dream after his brother's 9-11 close call. In an article I've included in the show notes, Salah shares that he might not have been a football coach at all if it weren't for what his brother experienced on September 11, 2001. This is a true story that explains the motivation that skyrocketed Salah's coaching career and I'm certain will be the foundation for the success he experiences as a head coach, in addition to the emotional intelligence that he's developed that former Jaguar star Paul Pazlazny describes when he explains that Salah's presence commands attention because of his knowledge, the way he communicates, and the trust players have in him. So let's connect your brain to this strategy. How does this translate into developing your winning brain? Although focusing on the task you must complete to achieve your goals may seem boring, neuroscience research suggests that commitment to mastering a craft can feel rewarding. That kind of immersion can help a person to achieve a state of heightened concentration described as flow. A study by researchers at the National Institute of Health involved professional jazz musicians. Using fMRI scans, the researchers found that when the musicians practiced their craft, they displayed interesting patterns of brain activity. During creative improvisations or practice, the medial prefrontal cortex, an area of the brain involved in integration of information to support their goals and aspirations, became more active. At the same time, the dorsolateral prefrontal cortex, which is involved in inhibiting behavior and monitoring thinking, became less active. This is also the part of the brain where we feel overwhelmed. So overwhelm went down. Limbic areas associated with anxiety also quieted. This study may provide a glimpse of the brain in flow as the musicians use skills they'd already mastered playing notes in new and creative ways. The key to achieving these heightened levels of creativity is to keep working, 
practicing, and learning, and your brain will further assist you to achieve your goals in flow state in new and creative ways. Problems and challenges will come up. They always do. For example, just imagine that you had this momentum built. You started 2021 with your best foot forward, started winning early, and bam, there's a COVID-19 outbreak, and you need to self-quarantine for the next 10 days, halting everything you've built for this year to a fast and sudden stop. This is the reality of the times that we live in today. And more than ever, it's crucial to remember that goal achieving is a mental activity starting at the brain level. And it's important to take the time to remember your motivation. Instead of getting sidetracked by these problems or challenges, think of the bigger picture and why you're doing what you do. Take this time to think and reflect and you'll be able to overcome any challenge, increase the thinking center of the brain, decrease where overwhelm and anxiety occur, and you'll be well on your way to developing your winning brain. Idea number two, using brain network theory to increase self-awareness, empathy, creativity, and energy. Self-awareness was put on the map by Daniel Goleman in 1995 with his book, Emotional Intelligence, Why It Can Matter More Than IQ. We all know of the importance of being aware of our emotions and human behavior. We covered it in episode 22 with Mark Brackett and his book, Permission to Feel. But do you have strategies in place for this? We did cover this topic in depth on season one of the podcast, Self-Awareness Know Thyself. Go back and listen to this episode. It was actually in our top five most listened to episodes. Next, take a look at the start, stop, and continue graphic I've included in the show notes. If you're reading or listening to this episode on iTunes, go over to the Podbeam app where you can see the images and start to think about the habits that you'll start to bring you more energy, like how you'll become more self-aware and mindful by being in the present moment this year, what you will stop, like living in the past or becoming reactive to the negativity that surrounds us all on a daily basis, and what's working for you that you'll continue where you'll be more focused and intentional. How to put this tip into action with the brain in mind? Start with the graphic and honing your self-awareness skills. Do more of what gives you energy and less of what's draining. You'll notice some things that are becoming obsolete in your life. What new strategies and knowledge can you gain? This is a powerful activity to think about, even if it's just long enough to think about one area you'll focus on in each column this year. When you begin to improve self-awareness, you can tune into others on a deeper level. Empathy stems from awareness. You can either be aware and have empathy, or you can act out habitual behaviors, but you can't do both at the same time. Awareness involves the insula and the anterior cingulate in the brain that work together. Next, look at the graphic in the show notes created by my mentor, Mark Waldman. He explains how the key brain networks operate. Just as a reminder, when we look at any new research on the brain these days, we'll notice that we no longer see studies that talk about the individual parts of the brain, like the thalamus or the hippocampus, or even the anterior cingulate cortex that we've been talking about. That's the part of the brain that lights up when we meditate. We will now see images that describe brain networks, nodes, and connectivity. This means that at any given time, we might be daydreaming about something and an entire network in our brain will light up. I've included an explanation of the top three brain networks in the show notes just because I think it's fascinating. 
There are hundreds of these networks in our brain and most of them are non-conscious, meaning that we're not aware of them and how they can work for us or even against us. This is what motivates me personally to keep learning more and sharing this understanding with you for improved results. You can further review the episode number 48 on brain network theory for a more detailed overview, but for this episode, I just want you to look at the image and notice that these networks are all connected by awareness. It's that black star in the middle, underneath the eye or the imagination default mode network, and know that if this area that includes the anterior cingulate and the insula in the brain is not stimulated, we cannot be empathetic or kind. The insula and the anterior cingulate are the parts of the brain that together allow you to switch between habitual behaviors that won't help you to attain new results and self-awareness that will. It's self-awareness that increases our empathy, remember. Those who spend more time noticing and being aware have a larger insula and anterior cingulate when their brains are viewed through fMRI scans. The key to improving your own emotional intelligence here is to continually work on being more self-aware and in turn, you'll be more empathetic. Kindness will increase and your results will soar. Just like what I mentioned with Robert Salah, his presence commands attention and I know that this is something that he's developed over the years, increasing his own self-awareness. Idea number three, your nine environments, how to create energy naturally from the world around you. This idea takes some self-reflection and thought, but I do highly recommend taking a 360 look at your life every year to evaluate where energy might be leaking that you could direct somewhere else. Your environments that surround you either inspire you or expire you. They either add energy and move you ahead or drain your energy and hold you back. The key here is to design your environments from the inside out to support a happier and healthier version of you. You can stop relying on force and willpower when your environments are lined up as everything is so much easier. We can change our inner environment, our mindset with the stop, start and continue chart that helps us to improve our self-awareness and empathy, but also is equally important to change our outer environments. As we go into a new year, we might have some ideas of things that we want to improve, maybe our physical health, since health goals are usually the ones we see people starting out with the new year with but it all begins with our mental mindset. After the year we had last year, we know of the importance of mental health and well-being, and that we must take control of our mental and emotional state before we can even consider doing anything else. If we focus even for a moment on what's fearful or uncertain, we just won't feel right, we won't be working at our best, and this takes training because our brain has evolved to focus on what's wrong to keep us safe. So how do we focus intentionally on what we want without letting our automatic negative thoughts kill our goals before we've even started or the negativity of the world bring us down? For the past five years, I've attended a training call with Jim Bunch to run through my nine environments, and then I pick a few of them that I'll focus on for the upcoming year. Since doing this activity, I've noticed that each year planning becomes easier as environments become cleaned up, let's say, with the work from prior years. Each year builds a stronger, more confident version of you, and it helps my brain to put a focus on the environments that I want to focus on for that year. I don't choose all nine, just four that receive most of my attention, and the others are put in maintenance mode as I look at them and just have a look at what needs cleaning up every year. So look at the graphic and I'll outline some tips for you to think about. 
in the body environment, think about how was your health this year? Did you try anything new? Some people want to lose weight, others gain weight. What things have you done for your nutrition? Have you done anything new for exercise? Have you tried adding supplements, green shakes? What about your health team? Do you have a new chiropractor, physical therapist, doctor, dentist, or trainer at the gym? Have you looked into online health courses or have you done any health challenges? For your mimetic or your beliefs environment, it's your inner game, your ideas, how you perceive yourself in the world, your paradigms. A positive structure here sets you up for a successful life versus negative or one where you think you're not good enough, and that will prevent us from reaching our greatest heights. Have you let go of any negative information? Have you added anything to help you be more positive, productive, and focused? For your self environment, we've talked about this area a lot and it's very important. It's your identity or what you do to improve yourself. Think about your wins, your strengths, your skills, and your talents. Spend more time doing the things you love and outsource the things that you just don't enjoy so you can gain more energy in this area. Your nature environment. This environment includes the outdoors, the four seasons, anything that's living. Did you spend more time in nature this year? Do you need to spend more time moving forward? Go to the mountains, the beach, the park. Did you take any trips that took you into nature? Your spiritual environment, and this is not the same as religion, but it's the connection to something greater than you, connection to a greater purpose. Do you practice yoga, meditation, prayer? Did you expand your spiritual community? Have you visited any locations that connected you more in this area? For your relationships, this is your family, friends, close colleagues. Are you communicating better? Are you building more authentic relationships? Even with social distancing, what effort have you put here to focus on more with others? Your network, your extended relationships. This is clubs, groups, social networks, wherever you connect with people. Have you met any new people? When the pandemic hit, I wondered how I was going to build this area last year, but it really did surprise me as to how many people were available to speak virtually. I was able to interview people that I knew would usually be traveling and were difficult to reach, giving me an incredible opportunity that helped this area as well as my relationship area to grow. Financial. Did you have any wins in cash flow creation for new jobs or active income? Did you develop any passive or residual income? Any new strategies for managing your cash? Have you tried tools like mint.com? Have you looked into cutting your expenses? Do you have a clear picture of what comes in each month versus what you spend? What about your wins at work or your own business? For your physical environment, that's your home, your office, and your car. Have you organized your desk, your workspace, your closets, drawers? Have you decluttered, upgraded your computer, cleaned up your memory? With time, you can make your environments work for you. I know there's a lot to think about, but just think about the four you'll focus on and make those four your priority this year. So how do we put this tip into action with the brain in mind? You want to learn how to use your reticular activating system, which is a filter in your brain that helps you to focus on the things that are important to you. If you've heard of the idea that energy flows where your attention goes, this explains why putting some focus on what you want to create in your nine environments is so important, especially as you launch a new year. Be very careful of where you're putting your focus because your RAS will help you to achieve whatever you're focused on, good or bad. There really is a power of making your environments work for you, not against you. 
There's so much more that I could say here, but we're just gonna stick to these three tips this year to refuel your brain. Let's review. Idea number one was how to win early and overcome challenges. Don't forget to identify what motivates you, just like the near death of Robert Salah's brother during 9-11. It inspired him to quit his cubicle job, leading him to being the newly appointed head coach of the New York Jets. What's new and different will stimulate your motivation and reward networks, helping to drive you towards your goals at the brain level, while at the same time it will help you to bypass challenges that will inevitably come your way. With continued practice, you'll reach those heightened levels of creativity that was seen with the jazz musicians who reached levels of flow that inspired them to play in new and creative ways. Idea number two, how to win by increasing self-awareness, empathy, and creativity. Improve your own self-awareness and this in turn will help you to be more empathetic and demonstrate kindness towards others. Our awareness expands with our experiences, but develops later in life since it's connected to the salience network that fully develops around age 28 to 30. Put as much focus as you can on developing and improving your own self-awareness and your results will soar as you hone this important emotional intelligence skill. Idea number three, designing your winning environments, how to create energy and stay focused on your goals. With an understanding of the reticular activating system, we can direct our laser and focused attention to what's important to us. Use the nine environments activity as a guide to focus on four areas that you'll focus on for 2021 and watch your life improve with this directed attention. Just a reminder, the reticular activating system is the area of the brain responsible for regulating arousal and sleep-wake transitions it actually functions as a filter of unnecessary noise so that the important stuff can get through. Your RAS takes what you focus on and then creates a filter for it. It then sifts through the data and presents only the pieces that are important to you. All of this happens without you noticing. The RAS programs itself to work in your favor without you actively doing anything at all. So if we set our intent and refocus, our RAS will help us out by filtering through billions of pieces of data that surround us every day so we can hear, see, and become exactly what we want to be purely by what we put our attention towards. I would love to know what insights you learn from these three brain aligned strategies that I designed to reset, recharge, and refuel your brain to create your best year yet. Send me messages on social media and share anything you've learned. Stay tuned for episode number 104 being recorded this week on Brains That Dream, exploring the science and mystery of sleep. See you next time. If you're enjoying the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning podcast, please don't forget to subscribe so you'll stay up to date with our new episodes. While you're there, please feel free to give us a review or a five-star rating as it helps others find us. For more information on our programs, books, and tools for schools and the workplace, visit us at www.achieveit360.com.